time again for the Talk Colony podcast. We're going to talk about episode four, Hospitium, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, I'm not even trying. Yeah, he didn't give me confirmation, so we're just going to go with it. Maybe someone like Sharon, who's a teacher, maybe she'll correct us or or tell us. (laughs) Right, right. We can hope there. So, so yeah, Jay's back with me tonight, which is fun. It was we had fun having Mike with us. Maybe he'll be back sometime. But um yeah, Jay's here. I'm sure he's ready to say some great things about Snyder and all that, regardless Always. of what I think. Always. Yeah. So I mean right. you can usually expect that. Um <laughs> but before we get started, it sounds like um we're getting some good viewership the last couple of weeks. Is that the case? Do you wanna give us a little yes. bit of an update? I'm feeling so much better about it. Um, nice. Long story short, you know, last year we were averaging in the 800,000 viewer range. I think just over a .2 demo, which was good enough for renewal, obviously. But we came Mm -hmm. back this season, it was low. I mean, ugly low. That I immediately laid down, started crying, grabbed a box of Kleenex, and was like, this is it. It's the end. Um, But the last two weeks, much, much, much improved. Up to a point one seven demo, which isn't great, but it's good. Um, and now, okay. last two weeks, averaging just under seven hundred thousand viewers, which is a huge increase over where we started. So, I like that. I even saw something earlier. Um, uh, week two was terrible. Four hundred thousand viewers, the worst colony's ever seen. Um, but they're plus mm. seven numbers. The people that watched it over the course of the next week was like another one. Point trillion, if I remember correctly. So okay. it really, really like it was busy that night or something. I don't know. But keep watching okay. live because we need more. Keep comedy. watching live, and it's Let's fun watch to watch live. live. Yes, it's fun, you know, yes. to watch with everybody and, and and see the interactions and get excited about some of the same things and get frustrated about some of the same things and cheer for some of the same things. So yeah, right. it's fun to watch Bruce enjoy it. Screw up like he always <laughs> does. I mean, you know, it's so much better when you're doing that, watching that with everybody else. I'm right. Saying. I'm just saying. It's true. All right. So let's kind of, we have a couple, about three different um, groupings here. We've got a flashback with McGregor. And then we get into what's going on at the resistance camp with the Bowmans and everyone there. And then we have um, what's going on with Broussard, our hero, um, and Amy. So, which, uh, I guess we should start with the flashback. And I'm surprised that you didn't stop me there, Jay. You're just, you're just not taking the... Taking the, the I'm biding my bite. time. I'm biding <laughs> okay. my time, okay? I got to take my opportunities where I feel like I might win. Okay. All right. Good luck. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the flashback a little bit? Would you up for that? No, I want to hear you talk about the flashback a little bit, and then I'm going to pipe in. Okay. All right. Here Can we I go. Turn that around on you. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. Um. Okay. So he is having breakfast, lunch, or something with someone, and um, there, there's obviously he has a website or something. Um, he's yeah. kind of a, would you say a conspiracy theorist? I mean, he, he's very yeah. suspicious of the I'm government. A yeah, blog I mean, the, about that kind of stuff. Yeah, he, he obviously, um, yeah, does not have great confidence in um, how data is being handled and things like that, which, you know, true to form these days, um, that can be a concern. 
So he's got an agenda there, and he's getting some intel from this guy. Um, thinks it's all sort of on the down low. But then I guess someone is watching him, and he gets called in by the FBI. And did you notice that um, the guy who comes in to talk to him and question him is the same IGI guy that's been talking to Snyder or that came to in episode one? Oh, good year. catch. No, I did not. No, I yeah. did not. Good so catch. when good he catch. when he activated the tracker and the gray hats or whatever came, mm-hmm. the guy that was yeah. talking to Snyder and said, nope, you got to go back, you know, and get that, you know, the rap. Um, that was the same guy that came in to talk to McGregor in the flashback. So no. I was just wondering if you had noticed that. I mean, I don't no. know that it necessarily – means anything other than that guy was involved early on. Um, it always means something. It's colony. Yeah. yeah that's, I mean, good point. <laughs> so they, they basically frame him. I mean, I guess it's up, you know, left up to the viewer to make their own decision, but it, it sounds like they um, framed him on a charge um, and he can either be, you know, destroy yeah. his wife and kids on this pedophilia charge or he can just um, – I mean, they're they're basically blackmailing him. Yeah, he's done, and according to – He's this. done. He's done. So yeah. – um, and we find out that he has had this, like, cabin, this area in the woods for some time. We see him out there with the, the sound equipment. You know, I mean, he's just checking every everything out. Well, we find out later in the episode that he chose to skip bail, you know, make a run for it, and then started – basically yep. building the resistance camp um, from the ground up. So we didn't really get information about his family, though. You know, what happened there? No, very um, little. Very Just little. know that the wife was there and there's a kid, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, we have no idea what happened after. Yeah. Wondering if we'll ever actually find out. I know. Yeah, kind of left some, some holes there. So did you have anything to add to that flashback? I mean, nope. No, I think you I think you hit it <laughs> real well. I mean, we learned he's up to something, he's known something and uh yeah. it's really a culmination of how this resistance camp started. Yeah. You know. Okay. Good deal. So, um we Katie and Will come back after he shuts the the click down at the end of episode 3. Mhm. And uh, they're talking to Bram and Snyder about what they found out. They're sharing some intel. They get some information from Snyder um, about more of these rumors and stuff of there being an enemy. So things are kind of coming together. I mean, would you say, can you safely say that what they heard from the clip, click, sorry, um, matches up with what Snyder is telling them? Do you it sure sounds like it. Now, mm-hmm. the only kicker to that is, you know, Snyder never gives up information until he has to. And then sometimes True. when he has to, you're not even really sure if he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, they did kind of present it like, hey, this is what this this click slash rap said. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I did hear that. There were rumblings of that. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I assume that he's telling the truth because it is Snyder, mm-hmm. the good guy that he is. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, I think um, for me anyway, that was a good like sign waving to me saying, "Hey, we should have listened to that click. This is not good." 
This is not exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think it pretty, seems to, to line up. It seems legit, which, again, yeah. like just like you said, that's what makes me so angry about the next morning when there's this alarm and there's this camp meeting. Mm-hmm. Everybody come outside and mm-hmm. listen to McGregor. Um, holler and you know make his demands and and dictate what's going to happen and why don't, just why don't you go ahead and share what McGregor had to say to everybody? Man, this guy for as smart as he was, obviously pre all the craziness and figuring out what was happening. Now he's decided that the click is just full of garbage and it's spewing lies. Like it mm-hmm. must be trying to trick them all. And there is only one solution. Let's get rid of it, blow it up, make a big scene with it, and that's going to make us heroes. And I just and and he's got this. I mean, he puts on one hell of a speech, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a captivating speaker. He mm-hmm. is sending this message to I don't know hundred people in the group, whatever it is. That it is evil. It has lied to us. We cannot believe a thing that it said. And they're all cheering in the background like this is the greatest idea exactly. in the history of the world. And I know. Like, like, hold on a second. Like, this thing was giving you info. Even if the information is all nonsense. Even if McGregor is right and that it's all lies. Uh-huh. Wouldn't you want to keep talking just to find out find you out know, more he knows how to manipulate a crowd you know cuz he turned it on <sighs> them and he made that point of saying you know some people would not fight back or whatever but not this camp you know he kind of right, right. makes them you know puff their chest up you know yeah. and so he knows how to work that crowd and so yeah they're just all chiming yeah yeah you know and we're over here sitting thinking what the heck is going on this this makes right. no sense right. makes no sense so that that was it's very frustrating. So then we get into a series of attempts to to change his mind, and Will and Katie go in and talk to him, and they give him some additional information about these rumors about that there's this um, defensive grid. And he's like, "Wait, that wasn't in your notebook, you know?" Right. And she's like, "What do you think I'm going to tell you? You know, everything. I have to, you know, keep something." And um, and I'm, I imagine that just makes him even more nervous, yes. you know, because their right. story is backing up what the click says. So I think that probably shifts him into into action even faster. And uh, that, but they can't they can't change his mind. And then they try to get Vincent on board to change his mind, and he makes an attempt that does not work either. Um, so they're kind of you know at their wits end. Meanwhile, Bram discovers some um, pretty important information. God, yeah. Finds out all about the bomb and watching them put it together and what they're doing. And I mean, really, if nothing else, I mean, obviously we knew they were going to destroy the click and that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. But now we found out that there is going to be a bomb. And it's not just a, I mean, it's not like a pipe bomb. It's not a, here's a suitcase and it's going to blow up. We're talking about right. huge, huge right. barrels upon yeah, barrels upon barrels of fertilizer and stuff to create, um, I guess, the biggest amount of chaos and havoc. Po- I mean, this is a big deal. 
it's a and Will, who knows this stuff, who who has this in his background with the FBI, um, he you know he even compares it to to the volume that you know was used in Oklahoma City. You know they make right. that reference that people are you know sadly familiar with, and you're like, whoa, this is yeah major. So now they've got that to deal with too, because think of all the damage that can do. Like you said, not just destroying the click. What are they doing with this <laughs> right. bomb? You know. Right. And again, he's and he's got the wool pulled over all these people's eyes at the camp. It's like there are about four people there that really know what's going on and are trying to do the right thing, and then everybody else is just under this spell of McGregor. So which, yeah, which, which totally bewilders me because I feel like and obviously we are not in this world or any kind of world like it, but I really feel like a if I am stuck in this resistance camp because the world has just gone to heck mm-hmm. and I have the enemy there talking, A, mm-hmm. I want to, even if I'm the minion on the lowest rank of the totem pole, I want to know yeah. what it has to say. And then number two, if I know that we're building this massive, ridiculous, crazy bomb, mm-hmm. I'm going to start to worry, like, are we going too far? Because... You're not going to just, no matter where you go, you're not just going to kill the bad guys. You're going to end up definitely killing innocent people that don't need right. to go. And then are we going to be in the crossfire even, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, like the whole, or how about because we're dealing with such a massive bomb, what if somebody screws up in their camp and it never actually makes it anywhere and the whole camp mm-hmm. goes kablooey? Like, yeah. Uh, I, I just feel like it I just, would wonder a little it has question marks and danger written all over it, but people are they're just ignoring that for whatever reason. <sighs> now, one question I have, too, how many people do you think know about the bomb? I mean, the, the folks that are grabbing the fertilizer and working with the barrels, I mean, I would assume they know what they're working on. Yeah, but do you think the majority of the camp on. doesn't know? I would think half the camp has to know. I mean, you're you're talking about a pretty small, defined space, and there's only yeah. so many people that even – even the people that are, you know, doing the laundry or like Will was uh, digging the ditches and stuff. I mean, they have to mm-hmm. know something's going on. I mean, if, where are you going to get 78 bags of fertilizer to begin with? And um, they're all going into one location mm, to do something with it. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like most of them Suspicious. have to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I agree with you there. So they try to put together a plan of distraction so that they can um, get to McGregor and sort of take charge of this situation and make sure that the click is not destroyed, make sure that this bomb doesn't go anywhere. And so we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But I imagine you are very excited about this subject. Um, In my FanFest recap, um, I gave this the subheading of Slippery Snyder. So why don't you tell us about Slippery Snyder and what he's got up his sleeve? (laughs) <laughs> this must be when he uh, slips away <laughs> with his uh, amazing little story. What did he say? He had to go uh, to take the agricultural tools or something out there. Like to resupply them to take, yeah, to take more supplies. Oh, <laughs> I, I listen. Everyone knows that I, I love Snyder, but yeah. I'm telling you, Peter Jacobson <laughs> is the man. That that whole like I don't know two minutes where. 
he's like shuffling along and he gets the stuff under his bed and he's shuffling out the door and he <laughs> shuffles up to the guard like, hey, what's up, guy? Yeah, I'm, oh, you didn't know? I got I to gotta take these shovels because we got to go plant some seeds and didn't you want me to go? And he just shuffles away again. And it just... It's his little box. He's just cracking me up. Like, what about when he peeks out the door at that one point oh, yeah. when he's just kind of yeah. peeking out? Yeah. It's like it's like you know a puppy sticking his head out the doggy door or something uh, like. What's out God, here? So funny, yeah. So 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 funny. So so. He's funny. A, he's amazing. Whether you agree with the Snyder agenda or not, absolutely, Peter Jacobson. Just watching his expressions because when he's deeply serious and telling you something. For real, yeah, it yeah. it draws you in. When he's trying to be all innocent like this, it's hysterical <laughs> yeah. and it captivates yeah. you. Uh, and when yeah. he's being, you know, like when he de- maybe the ball is in his court and he's bossing someone around, that's pretty cool too. No matter yeah. what he's yeah. doing, it's just yeah. very engaging. But yeah, I was yeah. you have to you have to laugh. It's just like oh. You're right. The yeah. shuffle. <laughs> I feel. Shuffle I feel like that whole that whole thing was he was bringing out like the eight year old Peter Jacobson getting ready to go play in the sandbox. <laughs> that was like that from when he was eight years old. Yeah. And he just showed it to the whole world. I love it. Yeah. Where does he pull this stuff from? <laughs> so he's um he he heads out. Um. So we got a lot of stuff going on at the same time. Um. We'll shift back to the to the Bowmans. And Vincent and Bram is trying to, I guess, sort of uh, sabotage something with the with the bomb preparations. And the other folks are create a fire or for a distraction. And they charge at the place where McGregor stays, and I guess where they've had the rap. And they knock out the, his minions and guards, and they charge in there and like to 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 take over. And be in charge of what's going to happen, and no one's in there. Supposedly, it's empty. Oh, yep. But they weren't prepared yeah. enough because then, from the front nope. entrance, from the back entrance, they get blindsided by McGregor and more guards, and so everyone's pointed guns at each other. You know, they're at this standstill, and he tries to talk down Vincent, and uh, you just. I don't know. You talk about that. Oh, um, man. God. That's, <laughs> I, it's frustrating. Man, it, it's so frustrating because I really feel like Vincent's trying to do the right thing. And here we are yeah. with all guns pointed at one another. They're definitely the underdog here. And mm-hmm. you have Mr. McGregor now throwing Katie under the bus. Did she tell you about this? Did she tell you about that? Right. Oh. Maybe you should put that gun down before you die for people that are lying to you. Don't give a darn. And, I mean, it was just an ugly thing because I really felt like the guy was trying to. But, I mean, what's he mm-hmm. going to do? I mean, what's he going to do? Yeah. He's been with this guy forever. And I really do believe that he knows the guy is kind of nuts. Um, and well, yeah, because is... he's been pulling away. Right. He's been, um, he's been forced you know, away a bit. But right. he's also, in his own mind, like, I don't know. I'm not sure I want to be associated with this. <laughs> right. So, I mean, he's stuck rock in a hard place. Has I mean, he's got to put his gun down. I mean, he has to put his gun down. He's going to die yeah. if he doesn't put the gun down. Um, but didn't you feel so, like McGregor could have said almost anything? Like, just 
um, like, no, Vincent, the the sky is not blue. No, it's, <laughs> you know, like he could have almost yeah. and said anything. And the way he says it and this control he's been able to tap into with him or some kind of guilt or whatever it is. Yeah. He has this kind of hold on him, and I think he yeah. could have said almost anything because you know you're listening to him and you're like, "Are you kidding me? They brought the gauntlet. Why do you think <laughs> yeah, they're the bad right. guys? This this has to be right. some really really clever operation if these guys are the bad guys." <sighs> yeah. But but yeah, you're right. Yeah. He is up against a rock and a hard place, and he lowers his weapon, and uh, Will and That's Katie. The end of that. Yeah, Off to the brig. Off the brig. Meanwhile, Slippery Snyder is out in the woods looking for the tracking device, the clicker. Little red button. Um, Yeah. Where did I leave it? You know, he's out there in the darkness trying to find it. He gets... That didn't last long. Yeah. No, it didn't last Mm. long. The the guards and the security detail come out and find him and haul him off. They don't just haul him off. They knock him out. Again, mm-hmm. he's been knocked out twice this season so far. <laughs> yeah, he's getting he's beat up really, pretty good. He's really yeah. getting knocked around and, and uh, loses his shoe in the process. Poor guy can't even keep both his shoes. Right. So, yeah, oh. that's hanging out there in the woods. So that's Sorry, pretty Snyder. much it for the for the Bowman Uncle Allen uh, show last night. Now we need to talk about our hero, Broussard, and Amy. And, oh, uh, Lord. What, what they experienced in the episode. What was the adjective you just used for Broussard? I didn't catch that. What? Every everybody's favorite hero, Eric Broussard? That uh, one? No, I, <laughs> I Oh, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm done with this podcast. You love it. All right. Let's talk about Broussard. So communications are down at the camp, and I, I mean, I think it's safe to say we're thinking that they're talking about the camp that the Bowmans are at. We haven't confirmed right. that for sure at this point, but um, I think that's what we're all believing. Um, so communications are down, and uh, but she's able to reach another operative, like through the radio, to meet up about getting the location of the camp. And so they arrive in like this auto yard and they're looking for this guy and boom, he pulls a gun on for you. <laughs> yep. you know, he makes her verify certain information to prove who she is. And um, then he's going to go get the information and they're waiting out, you know, and um, waiting for the guy to come back. And Broussard's a little suspicious, like what's taking them so long, but he comes right. back, he gives him the coordinates. And then something sort of raised the hairs on Broussard's neck. And he's like, we've got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And, someone, and there's one thing Broussard is good at. He knows when trouble is coming. He does, yes. And Amy and Broussard make it out. Their contact friend does not. He nope. is taken down. And um, I don't think we really get a good look at who it is. I mean, we can as- pretty safely assume it's, you know, the you know the occupation yeah. you know perhaps they yeah. got wind of the the radio messaging or whatever but they do make it out in time and that swift kick that Broussard makes on the gate as they go out that was pretty cool didn't you think no, Come no on. I didn't think you you want to know the truth honest okay. to God yes. it's the <laughs> Give it to me. the one thing in all three seasons of the colony that I'm like Broussard that is the dumbest thing that you've ever done. <laughs> Why? And, it, and it's 
Because you got your contact guy getting shot up behind you. They're obviously behind you somewhere. And you're going to go ahead and kick the gate as loud as you can to be like, hey, we're leaving this way. No, man. Slither your butt through the gate and get the heck out. What, what are you trying to, you I trying think, to be? But it was, it was the fastest way to get out. No, he's trying to get out fast. You try to slither out, that takes longer than kicking it open. Right. See, I mean, come on. You just pushed the gate open 12 inches. Come on. Tw- just 12 inches. Sh- squeeze on through and off you go. No. All right. We'll leave that up to the to the listeners to uh, make a call. He just on that. wanted please, to look cool. Please let That's us the know. only reason he did it. He just wanted to look cool. Interestingly, before they make their escape, um, the contact did say that the communications went down not long after a package from Los Angeles arrived at the camp. Yeah. So I think that, you know, we're like, yeah, we're, we're talking about the same thing. Um, so yeah, they head out and uh, Broussard starts getting really suspicious of Amy. He wants to find out if she's a traitor, if she yeah. set him up. Me too. She, Me she's too. Very, yeah. I mean, but she's very offended by, by his remarks. How like how dare you think that right. I am being dishonest? But I mean, don't you think it, it's reasonable? Yeah. In this post occupation world, you need to be suspicious. Number one and number two. Hello, remember she just popped out of nowhere to begin with. I mean, she yeah. just showed up. Okay, number one, and then number mm-hmm. two doesn't know where the camp is. Then number three, when they go to the guy that does know where the camp is, then he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, that's a, that's a lot of question marks. Um, I mean, he did have the relationship with her over the radio for some time, dispatch. But you know, yeah, like I can understand his his reluctance, but they they carry on, and I'm sure he's keeping a close eye on her. They have to cross is it a river or something? I mean, I, yeah, some cold water, and they have to get across there, and they they get over the other side. They're trying to warm up and you know to continue on their journey and she um finds a flyer about new seattle a new seattle um and shows that to brassard and does new seattle equal bioweapon you think i don't know sure sounds like it i mean the flyer looks great like it's very promising but the knowledge that they've gathered and us as viewers were like, well, no, it doesn't look so good to me. Um, but he does apologize to her. He he seems to trust her at that point. They seem to agree to trust one another. Do you think that's um, a safe decision? Gosh, I mean, it, again, in this in this world that they're in, at some point you have to give up some trust. But really, there's. Like you just said, there's too many question marks. And you, after yeah. you said that, I, I, I started thinking about it. Mm-hmm. We're we're talking like kind of on the radio, like he and dispatch, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. If tomorrow morning I wake up and you're at my front door, I'm going to yeah. be like, what the hell, Tracy? <laughs> and then yeah. if you're like, we got to go and I'm going to take you to this place where it's all going to be safe. And then halfway there, you're like, oh, but wait. We have to I don't stop know exactly at, where I'm going. <laughs> we have to stop at Walmart to go get the address. I'm going to be like, hmm. <laughs> and then we go to Walmart to get the address, and you meet the customer service manager behind the counter who slips you a piece of paper, and then whammo, he's dead, and we're running out of Walmart for our lives, and you psh, 
kick the door down to get out, I'm going to be like, uh, this is not the Tracy that I talked to on the radio. So, yeah, I no, there's, I love you, Tracy, but if you do all <laughs> that, I'm not sure I'm going to trust you. That's actually quite um, an impressive visual. I mean, that really does. When you put it, I'm serious, though. When you put it in sort of everyday terms and an example that, you know, we could relate to in the current world, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, that I can, I can see why he would, would have his doubts and why maybe we should continue to have doubts. But at least at this point, they've, they've agreed to trust one another. Um, and they, they carry onward. They're walking through the woods. And what do they find, Jay? Do they find? What do they find? Oh, a shoe. <laughs> a shoe, a yeah, a boot. And whose shoe might it be? I, and, you know, I was so excited about this. I'm like, you oh, are? they are like, they're like 20 yards away from our people. Come on, Boussard, hurry up. Yeah, keep going. But they do keep going. And then what do they find? They find weird nothing. Weren't was, you like, uh, what? Yeah, I was like, where did everybody go? What? Uh, it was like a, like a ghost town all of a sudden. And we're like, oh, we know this is the place. Yeah. But is this how long? You know, how much time has transpired, you know, yeah. since we were last looking in the camp? You know, there's some question marks there, too. Um, but just in general, where is everybody? What happened? Yeah. And that's where we're left off. And, uh, and, you know, and, you know, it's funny. I'm I'm glad that they did that in that episode, because I think in the past two or two and a half episodes, they they keep talking about how the communication down is at the camp. And mm-hmm. I, it's just weird to me, like. Because we saw uh, all these people here, and I'm pretty sure there was like a radio, maybe in in um, McGregor's tent. I feel like there was one in. McG- I don't. I don't know. Anyway, okay. but it always struck me as weird as communications down, and I couldn't figure that out. Like originally, I thought it was a lie, like that was a mm-hmm. story that was being told. But then when we see them show up, and the camp is empty, I'm like yeah. oh, we're not exactly at the same time. Hmm, mm-hmm. what's going on here? What what has happened here? It's almost as if everyone has been taken to the brig. <laughs> they're all gone. And the brig is gone too. Like what? Good point. Good point. Yeah, it's just it's weird. You're like, what? It's over? The episode's <laughs> yeah. over? Especially <laughs> really? because for, for like eight seconds you're all excited because you're like, Yes, they're bouncing like, it together. Finally. Finally, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. Well, let's head up. Let's head up our segments. Um, we need to talk about who owned the episode this week. Would you, like, would you like one. to go first? That's a tough one. Uh, I'm a tough going one. to give it. I'm going to give it to McGregor. Um, I actually like a couple of the characters in this episode for this uh, potentially, but I give it to McGregor because he's. I mean, we we start with kind of learning a little bit of the backstory or whatever, or how this kind of came to be. Um, and we just see him in what I'll say is kind of one of his craziest moments. I mean, he's just yeah. so hyped up and he's got so much, as you say, kind of control over these people um, that we, I think in this episode, see the impact that he really, really has. And, yeah. um, you know, even with Bram finding the bomb and and just everything that's happened, I mean, it's all really kind of because of him. 
uh, that I have to mm-hmm. give it to him. I think this was okay. him shining in not such a great way. Exactly. And that's, that's the hard thing about the who owned the episode because you, you kind of want it to be someone you're rooting for that does <laughs> right. a great thing. But you're right. He really did sort of run the agenda in this episode. So, yeah. I mean, that, that is a good choice. As, as frustrated as I am with his character, um, yeah, yeah, that's a good choice. And I, I, But I did struggle with that because I was like, I want it to be somebody who did something good. Um, <laughs> right. So since you, since right. you took him, I'm going to go with um, – with Broussard because and it, if he had not noticed the was it the birds flying above if he had not noticed yes. something was off yes. and gotten yeah. them out of there that that would have been the end of him of he and Amy um sadly the other guy didn't make it but I mean it was kind of just one moment but it's sort of indicative of his level of alertness throughout the episode throughout the whole journey that he's been prepared um and you know has his eyes on what's going on yeah so it, it was like i said it was kind of more of a singular moment but it, but it also represents just the way he is in general and keep you know helping to keep them safe because had they dropped off at that point you know what kind of story would we have so right. no and and i i agree with your choice too because he, he was on my list um for kind of the same reason but uh, for another reason as well, if for the people that have listened to some of the different podcasts and stuff that we've done, um, they know that we've kind of talked about the actors that do real well when they're not mm-hmm. speaking lines. Right. And this is one of my favorites with Broussard, Tori Kittles, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. especially in those moments when they're kind of talking about trust between the two, both at the fire mm-hmm. and uh, like when they're in the middle of the woods and stuff, like he's not saying a word, but I see and feel in his face everything that he's kind of feeling and figuring out. And these, it's a pivotal decision for him, really. Mm -hmm. Does he continue? Does he keep trusting this person? Do they keep going together? Does he separate now? Um, And you can kind of see that struggle and the decision making that he has. And I just, I really liked that. And I think, uh, I mean, we have no idea what's going to happen you know, three, four, five, six, seven episodes from now. And these kind of moments where should I trust you? I kind of trust you. Maybe I trust you. That could impact something we don't see for weeks now. Right. Yeah. I, I, I got to agree with you. You could, you could see the wheels turning the whole time, whether yes. he was saying anything yes. or not. He, there was this constant struggle of, you know, keeping, staying on his toes and, trying to make the right decision. So, yeah, I mean, I think there are two, two great choices. So now we need to talk about um, the biggest reveal for the episode. And you don't have to go first, but I will give you that option. No, it's Since your I have the power. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, it just it's makes me feel powerful. Okay. Yeah, um, for me, I'm going to have to go with the empty camp. At the end, and it, and and on the one hand, it's not a reveal because it just raises a ton of questions. <laughs> right, but right. but we weren't. That's not what we were expecting when they're walking through the woods. We're expecting for some sort of reunion and um, the you know the two groups to intersect, and that did not happen. So it it caught me off guard. It surprised me. Oh um, uh, yeah, I I don't know how it wouldn't have surprised anybody. If anybody was watching that and wasn't surprised, I would love yeah. to hear from you. Please tell us. <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I think, um, I think, I, I mean, how do you not pick that? Honestly, yeah. I mean, how do you, not? but for me, I think also this episode, um, this is the episode that the Bowman's, the kids and Snyder, like they really realize we have to do something. We've got to get out yeah. of here. We have mm-hmm. to stop. Like there was a lot of kind of wonder and hope and questions prior to this episode. But I think after the speech, after the bomb, uh, after all this kind of craziness kind of culminated all at the same time, they know mm-hmm. now, uh, and even though they're on the way to the brig, whatever, but they know like this, this is not good. There's no more option for, well, maybe it works. And so right. I think that's my big reveal. Like this, this is it. You got to make a change. And that's a good one. You can't go with the status quo. They, they confirm that, that there right. has to be um, some sort of action one way or the other. So no, and, that was. And also, and also the other big reveal, I'm sorry. I, I know I'm not supposed go to pick two, but the other one is the reveal of what I mentioned earlier, uh, seeing what Peter Jacobson was like at eight years old on the way to the sandbox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was that was a good a good reveal, taking us back in history a little bit. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> trying to pull one over on his mom, you know. Trying right. To get... right. Well, yeah, mom, I'm just <laughs> going to uh I'm going to Chucky's house. Promise. I'm not gonna his go mom, get dirty in the sandbox. His mom needed a cup of sugar and I'm just getting it <laughs> <Right>. over there. <laughs> right. They needed some milk, mom, I promise. <laughs> well then why do you have a shovel, Peter? I don't know, just in case. <laughs> There's, oh, they're gosh. doing some agricultural stuff in the back too, Mom. I want to be prepared to help with anything. Oh, that's so funny. Well, was there a line in this episode? We've kind of added that segment recently. Was there a particular um, line that you really oh, liked, you thought was powerful, man. you thought was funny? Sugar smacks on toast. Yes, there was. And <laughs> for the life of me, I do not. It was something McGregor said early on. Um, oh. oh, sugar, 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 sugar. I'll have to tweet it out after the podcast. Once the okay. podcast release, that'll give me some time to, to go. Uh, go research what I said. But I totally meant to write it down because it was just, it was in the middle of his kind of rant speech thing. Um, that if okay. there was a section of it that was really powerful and meaningful, it was that. Mm-hmm. And I, I okay. would lie to you when he said not. I don't want to do that. All right. All right, so you got some homework then. You're going to find that and, and report back on Twitter. Um, one that I particularly liked, and I, it, it's it's a trend, I think, so far with Amy talking to Broussard. I just love how she calls him out on on who he is and not necessarily saying it's a bad thing. She just points out what we're all thinking, and he he, he talks about what's well, taking this guy so long, and he just seems really rattled. He seems real, you know, on the edge, it's making me nervous. And she's like, well, how would you feel if you'd been here yes. X amount of yeah. time alone with just a radio? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. oh, no, you'd probably like that. <laughs> yes, that was the best. That's yeah. cracking up. Yeah, that was the best. That's really good. Yeah, good so she's had, she's had a few of those, and I'm, I've been enjoying that. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like she's speaking for the audience, yeah. <laughs> yeah. pointing out the obvious. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, let's go ahead and rate the episode. Yeah. <sighs> between one and ten, Josh Holloway hair flips that you can Josh award. Josh Holloway hair flips. Um, 
man, this is a tough one because I mean it was a good episode. Um, and but it leaves me wanting the next one so bad. So that kind of mm-hmm. makes it higher too. At the same, gosh, I don't know. I, I know, yeah, it can be a good it. and a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with an eight point five out of ten. Josh Holloway hair flips. Um, just because um, I think we had some, again, really big reveals that we discussed. We got to see a little bit of everybody in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're seeing something happen now, um, you know, with the Bowmans now being in trouble, Proxy be t- being taken away, uh, and Broussard and Amy making it to their destination only to be completely empty. And again, the fact that, like, I need that next episode right now or mm-hmm. actually, you know, 11 o'clock last night. Um, exactly. It's, it's definitely a, a good episode for me. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Okay. I'm in the same ballpark. I'm going to go with an 8, um, just because I know in comparison to other episodes when I've been just even more excited. It's hard not to knock off a couple of hair flips when you're frustrated with what's going on <laughs> right. in the episode. It, right. it doesn't mean the episode's bad, but it just, you know, it's not that same feeling of, Oh, that they figured that out, or yeah, you know, a yeah. victory or or a super twist. You know, it was just like, um, it it was, was I was just annoyed at McGregor. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it did it gave us some backstory to kind of the why he is the way he is and sort of his um, the way they kept saying he likes to be in charge of the narrative. You know, it, it explained a lot about him, but it didn't make me like him anymore. <laughs> So, um, yeah, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, some things are coming to a head for sure. I mean, because they show up at the camp and it's empty. What does that mean? They've they've got to address that soon, I would think. Uh, you know, unless they totally shift oh, to another. Oh my lord! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Please. So I think there's yeah. some some big things coming. Um, so it was yeah, it was good. It certainly wasn't a bad episode by any means, but um, I and I just you know it, it was a little bit repetitive with they go to talk to McGregor. And then Vincent goes to talk to McGregor and then they, you know, try again when they get caught trying to, you know, talk to him. So it was, it's just like, you're just bumping up against the same problem, you know, but I guess we needed that to, to say they've tried all their, you know, played all their cards to try to get him to use some sense, but um, no, good. Eight. So it's good. I like it. I like it. I do. All right. Anything else? Any other burning questions or comments? Hear anything uh, buzz on I Twitter? Have, I do have a question for you. Oh, okay. It is, uh, an opinion slash percentage question. I'm going to give you a chance to predict <laughs> the future. Okay. Or tell me the likelihood. <laughs> no, but you're going to give me a percentage here. You're going to okay. Give me okay. Uh, because I'm going to tell you what is going to happen in the next episode. I'm going to spoil it for everybody. Yeah, right. And you're okay. going to tell me what percentage <laughs> chances this will actually happen. Okay. Oh, you ready? okay. I'm ready. So next episode, we see obviously that the camp is empty. The reason why the camp is empty is very simple. As Proxy <laughs> Snyder has been taken away by these evil thugs. Okay. He regains consciousness from his miniature beatdown. Brings out the inner uh, Incredible Hulk within himself, beats yes. them all up, takes their guns, 
Um, he takes like the belt that's around his waist and he ties it around his head like Rambo. <laughs> he heads back up into the camp. He starts shooting them all up. Wham! Blah, 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 blah. Takes them all down. He says, "McGregor, here, take this." <laughs> Saves Will, Katie, and the Bowman kids, and they grab some guns and then <laughs> take care of the rest of the people in the camp. They pack up all the stuff. They put the the click in a duffel bag and they take <laughs> off for New Seattle um, because Proxy Snyder is a hero. So, percentage chance percentage. of this happening? Yeah. Okay. What do you think? I think it's actually a twofold question. I'm going to oh, say, okay. A, I think there's about a 10% chance that that's going to happen. But okay, B, okay. I'm going to yeah. say, I 100% want to see that happen. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my answer. That's my answer. If, if you can make that happen, um, I, I'm, I'm there to watch. So uh, that'd be maybe, maybe they'll do a quick maybe they'll do a quick rewrite, you know, and like, oh, that yeah. Jay had a great idea. <laughs> You're right, Ryan. Quick, get it, get it in production. You got five days. <laughs> Peter, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is hysterical. I uh, like it. I like it. Right. Very well. Cool. I'll take the ten percent chance of that happening. That's that's yeah, better than zero. Run with it. All righty. Good stuff. Uh, Lots of fun, fun talking about the episode, and we'll be back before too long to talk about the next one. That's right. Yeah. Not too far away. And uh, did you want to remind folks about the, the TV talk reaction opportunities? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell us what that's about. Good call, good call, good call, good call. Somebodyshows.com. Uh, we do a TV talk streaming radio service. You can listen anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, but Wednesday nights, 11 p.m. Eastern, after the East Coast airing of Colony, we go live for an hour. Tracy, myself, uh, a bunch of other Colony friends and fans, and we just talk about the episode, kind of a reaction after show kind mm-hmm. of thing. You can call in, chat with us about it. So we just, you know, talk about a couple of things that happened, have a good time, laugh a little bit, talk about how terrible Broussard is. It's a lot of fun. Just call in. <laughs> give them the number. Give, give them the uh, number. Three, so two, they can three. Write it down. Three, two, three. Yeah, write it down. Get your pencil. Ready? Here, I'll count while you're grabbing your pencil. One, two, three. Okay. Phone number three two three eight four three six one four seven. Um, and if you don't have a pencil, you're driving in the car, so I'm listening to the podcast, or you know, you're like Sharon teaching a class, listening with a headphone in one of your ears. <laughs> It's okay. So Mayshows.com, there's a link for TV Talk right up top. Just click on that. It will show you how to listen and the phone number to call in. Absolutely. All right. Be there and then join us back for Talk Colony next week. It's going to be good stuff, I'm sure. It's going to just keep getting better. Yeah. More Snyder, more Broussard. We'll take both. Well. All right. Good night, everyone. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. We're going to leave you with some music from Moon, their song titled I Got a Fever, which was featured in episode five of season one on Colony. You can find Moon on iTunes, so check them out. Enjoy the music. (laughs) 